Hey, and welcome back once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today our text is 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 5, where we're going to, again, look at Paul's letter to Timothy, instructing this young pastor on, on what it looks like for the church to operate correctly. And, and so much of this is what does it look like for us as believers to live out the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. And so I want to jump right into our text. This is a a wonderful text. Paul writes here, verses 3 through 5, he says, I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies, which promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. Verse 5, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Well, let's go back up here. Paul says, you know what? I I urged you, I I was going on, but I urged you to stay in Ephesus. Now we remember that Paul, he warned the Ephesian leaders that there would be false teachers that would rise up among them. And this is one of the tensions in the church. There's always going to be those who from outside come in or from inside become derailed or or become uh, kind of miscalibrated and they start focusing on the wrong things. Sometimes it's outright heresy. Sometimes it's just a little bit of a uh, a deviance from the, the pure teaching of the gospel that gets them a little bit kind of haywire. And so this is what he says. He says, I want you to remain at Ephesus so that you can charge. This is a, a command. This is a, he, he's to bring a forceful warning against certain people that they should not teach any different doctrine. Now, this is a different doctrine as opposed to the the true doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, I I want you to make sure that people don't get out in the weeds. The people don't lose what the main thing is. He says, nor devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. And he says, they promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. Now, he talks about these myths and these endless genealogies. He, he's, when he's talking about myths, he probably has these, these supernatural myths that are so fascinating. And, and you know, this is, a, we can almost think like ghost stories or, or we can think of, of stories about the supernatural. I, in our world today, there's a lot of um, questioning about the aliens and, and government conspiracies and, and uh, all the maybe supernatural or angelic forces that have influence over our world. And listen, uh, I'm not going to put on a tinfoil hat for you guys, but but listen, there is some there is some credibility to a lot of those claims. There, there is evidence that exists that leaves us wondering what is really going on supernaturally in the world. And at the end of the day, there, we know that there are forces of good that are aligned with God, the angelic forces of good, and there are forces of evil, the demonic forces of Satan. And those demonic forces, they want to lead us astray. They want us to get to get to a place where we, we are not focused on God or even we, we doubt his existence. I think one of their great deceptions is the way they work, getting us to think about spiritual things. What do they do? They get us to think about myths or endless genealogies. 
This is tracing back our past to, to a certain person or a certain tribe and having such a, a, a value of our heritage that we begin to rely on that and thinking there's certain kind of power or promise in our, in our lineage rather than, well, rather than the true gospel of Jesus Christ that teaches it in the gospel of Jesus. There is salvation available to all, whether they're Jew or Greek, whether they're uh, slave or free, whether they are man or woman. Listen, there is equal access to all in the gospel. This is, this is what Paul is saying. He says, don't get, don't get lost in myths and endless genealogies because here's what happens. They promote speculations. We begin to think about all these things that might be, would, could, should be instead of, or rather than, here's what it says, the stewardship from God that is by faith. See, when we end up devoting ourselves to these myths and endless genealogies, when we go down the rabbit hole of some kind of pet doctrine or theology, especially when it involves the supernatural or histories of the past, when we start doing that, we become distracted and we no longer are stewarding what God has given us. Now, the core of this word stewardship is the word for household. We begin to neglect the household of God. We begin to neglect devoting ourselves to the church and the work of the ministry and the work of evangelism. We're not stewarding this or we're not handling this stewardship that is from God, that is by faith. Instead of, instead of giving ourselves to myths and genealogies and going down whatever rabbit hole we want to, um, to chase, verse 5, the aim of our charge is love. Paul says to Timothy, I'm charging you to remain in Ephesus. The Spirit says to the church today, I am charging you to to." Not go down the rabbit hole, but rather have pure, true doctrine. He says uh, this charge, the aim of it is not arrogance. The aim of it is not a superiority. The aim of our charge is love, that we would love God, that we would love each other in the church, that we would love those outside the church. This is the aim of our charge. It's love. And he says it issues from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. The pure heart is our motives. Our motives have been cleansed. We're no longer looking out for ourselves, but rather we have a pure heart that has been cleansed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so our motives are not, we have this ulterior motive that we're trying to control people or trick people, or we're trying to build a following. We're trying to be a, an influencer. No, the, the aim of our charge is love from a pure heart. We, we have Christ as the king of our heart. And then a good conscience our good conscience, this is means we have a clean conscience, a clear conscience. A, a clear or clean conscience comes when we have trusted in Jesus. We know our past has been forgiven. We're no, no longer weighed down by the guilt of, and shame of our sin, but rather our past has been forgiven. So our conscience is, is clean, it's clear, it's good. And then finally, a sincere faith. This is, this is our future. Our faith is in the God who redeems, the God who rescues, the God who restores, the God who will lead us to fulfill the purposes he has for us. And this is our ancient way for our modern day. It's that we would recognize that we as Christians, we are to, well, we are to command people not to teach a different doctrine. 
And we ourselves are not to get lost in the weeds of myths and genealogies, but rather we are to steward the faith. We are to steward, we are to manage what God has given us. And we do this with an aim, with, it, with this charge, this love. It's all about loving God and loving others out of a pure heart. We have no mixed motives. Out of a good or clean conscience, we have, we have been redeemed and rescued. We have been forgiven and washed clean. And out of a sincere faith, we trust in Christ and we trust that he will work in us and he will work through us. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.